0: what is up guys welcome to the very first episode of the horror film frenzy podcast today for our first time together i'll be giving a quick rundown of what this podcast is going to entail in a broad sense kind of what this is why i'm doing it who i am and then i'll be breaking down the story of stephen king's pet cemetery talking about its themes both film adaptations and more so thanks for tuning in and i hope you enjoy Right, guys, let's, uh, let's jump right into it then. Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Horror Film Frenzy Podcast with me, your host, ZP. Um, just kind of want to give you guys a quick rundown uh, as we open this episode, kind of what I would love to accomplish with this podcast with the social media presence. Um, really, the goal here is just to talk about horror movies and have a good time. It's very simple, very straightforward. Um, I love film, I love specifically the genre of horror, and I think that we could have a lot of fun just kind of dialoguing about these movies, whether they're awesome movies, whether they're terrible movies, um, I kind of love the horror genre just, uh, across the board. Whether it's super serious, and atmospheric, and creepy, and it does, its, it does its job well, and I also appreciate movies that are more on the cheesy end of the spectrum, and just kind of, uh, just I mean as far as movie critics go maybe miss the mark um, I however am not a movie critic I have no degree in film I my opinion is essentially meaningless to you guys so once again thank you for tuning in because um, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody um, I, my my opinion doesn't hold any water uh, but I'd love to hear your guys's opinions more so than anything I'm just kind of putting my opinions out there in this podcast so I can hear from you guys. I would love to dialogue on this stuff. Um, uh, I'm not gonna take any necessarily hardline stances or try to. Um, I, I don't consider myself much of a film snob. Uh, I just love the genre of horror. I love, um, I love its ability to communicate messages uh, that are socially relevant. Um, there's movies lately that have been especially good about doing that Um, and even if it's not communicating a a socially relevant message that really sticks with you because of how it just in the way that it just kind of haunts you um, it doesn't even have to carry a message it can just be a movie that shocks you or you know for an hour and a half an hour 40 minutes it just kind of gives you that that tense feeling Um, it's almost like riding a roller coaster Uh, you you get that adrenaline rush there's that that whole mystery, the whole thrill of, um, it just feels like there's something kind of lurking around the corner. You're not sure what it is, you wanna figure it out. Uh, You just wanna see it through to the end. And I I love that about the horror genre. So that's kind of uh, the bare bones of what this is all about, what I'm doing here, why I'm talking to you guys. Uh, So if you would uh, hit me up on Facebook, um, I do have a Facebook page, uh, Horror Film Frenzy Podcast. Uh, go like the page. Uh, I'll be posting on there uh, hopefully daily. Um, and just kind of give me feedback on there. I'll be asking questions, and I'd love to hear from you guys. also have uh, Instagram and Twitter, at HFF Podcast. So you can hit me up on there if that's your preferred method of social media. And I also have an email. If you just wanna shoot me suggestions on movies to talk about, uh, topics to cover, just uh, even comments, questions, and concerns, you can tell me that uh, my intro song sounds like a ICP song. Uh, I was told that by my girlfriend's brother. And uh, I I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or an insult. Uh, Who knows, maybe this podcast will completely derail and just uh, essentially become a podcast about juggalo culture. Who knows? Life is unpredictable. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with this, what I'm wanting to do. Uh, I'm just some random dude. Um, you can take my opinions with a grain of salt and let me have it when you think I'm wrong. Uh, so, without further ado, now that we've kind of established what this podcast is all about, what I want to do. Um, I'd love to talk about Pet Cemetery. Stephen King's heartwarming story of Dr. Lewis Creed, his wife and his two kids moving to the idyllic countryside after wanting to escape kind of the hustle and bustle of city life. Moving out to a new house and finding themselves planted right next to an old kooky man named Judd Crandall who introduces them to the wonderful aspect of their property. Uh, a pet cemetery which sits atop a uh, lovely Indian burial ground that just so happens when you put dead things in it, uh, they come back to life, but not quite uh, how you remember them. It began in 1983 with Stephen King's novel, and then a few years later, we had uh, the 1989 film adaptation by Mary Lambert, directed by Mary Lambert, and then a full 30 years later. We get the revamp, directed by Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolsch, two fantastic directors who have been attached to other projects I've enjoyed, such as Starry Eyes. Uh, If you guys haven't seen that movie, you should check it out. Hope to do that movie on a future episode of the podcast. It is awesome. Uh, And then they've also done work on a horror anthology called Holidays, which uh, is a neat little anthology centered around uh, different holidays, and each one has a has a theme based on a different holiday. Both fantastic films. I would definitely check them out. Definitely recommend them. Um, even, even above this film adaptation of Pet Cemetery. But uh, just to kind of get to the heart of the story of Pet Cemetery, it centers around grief. Um, a family that's grieving, uh, specifically a father that's grieving. Uh, he loses his daughter, and he will do anything to get her back. And I think that that's something that relates to so many people. We've all been touched by grief and loss at some point in our life. And and we can all relate to that feeling of just knowing that we would do anything to have those loved ones back in our lives. Um, and and like most of us, we, we don't think about consequences. Uh, that grief is kind of overpowering. It overshadows our logic and our reason. Um, and in this Specific case in this story, um, that grief takes Lewis Creed to a whole new level where he would literally bring his daughter back from the dead without thinking of the consequences, without thinking that maybe she won't be the same person as when I put her in the ground. Um, Even against, he goes against the warnings of his neighbor and his friend Judd Crandall, uh, who tells him that things come back from there different and uh like like he says in the book and the film sometimes dead is better but luckily for us as a film audience uh lewis doesn't listen to his advice and he goes about it anyways and we get to see the horrendous events that uh play out after he makes his decision there's also the theme of kind of outside of the grieving process just not knowing how to deal with death Uh, philosophies around death uh, both Lewis and his wife Rachel have kind of warring philosophies on what happens to you after you die um, and then that affects how they talk to their kids about it Uh, this natural process fact of life ordeal um, it becomes uh, this center point for conflict so in talking about uh, I'll start with the 2019 revamp, the one that just came out. Um, I was super excited to see this film. I saw opening night, uh, you know, the Dennis Widmeyer, Kevin Kolsch duo kind of tackling the directing duties. Um, Amy Simons, I think she's a a great actress. Um, I've seen Jason Clark in a few things. Uh, I'm I'm really neither here nor there on him, but it looked like it was done uh, really well. Uh, from the trailers, the advertising was fantastic. Uh, It was not only fantastic, but it was all over the place. I saw billboards for it. It was just all in your face, go see this movie. Um, They did a fantastic job of communicating that. So kudos to their marketing team, above all things. Um, First of all, um, I think the acting was decent. Um, I think they did a good job of presenting a creepy atmosphere. I didn't. Uh, I know some of the reviews said that they had problems with the pacing. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the, the pacing in and of itself. Um, I actually actually thought, in a lot of ways, this movie was really similar to the 1989 film. Uh, I don't know that it. Um, I honestly don't know that it necessarily improved upon the story, other than the fact that it was done with with better quality. Uh, a lot of the same. Uh, drawbacks that I feel like the 1989 film had, I feel like this film had in a lot of ways. Um, One of the things that I I was kind of hoping that they would touch on more was the Wendigo aspect. Uh, The Wendigo in the Pet Cemetery story was this, uh, well, and it's in uh, Native American folklore, it's kind of this demon entity that, uh, that operates off of greed and just possesses people to do things uh, and and there's, there's influence of the Wendigo in the film. It obviously has influence on the characters. Uh, you're led to believe that Judd Crandall's influenced by the Wendigo to uh, show Lewis Creed the pet cemetery in the first place and introduce him to it. Uh, but there's no... Uh, I was hoping that they would do more with the physical entity and kind of play, play more of him into the story, which they did not. Uh, to be honest, it, uh, it kind of bummed me out. Uh, I thought some of the writing was a little weak. Um, a lot of the lines delivered by the young actress, Jetté Lawrence, um, I thought uh, they were just kind of cheesy, kind of goofy. Um, I don't know if that was kind of the vibe that they were going for when they were writing it, but that's, that's how it came across, and I don't feel like that that necessarily fit within the, the rest of the context of the film. Uh, I felt like the rest of the film did a pretty good job of creating a, a creepy atmosphere, a creepy tone overall. And I, I, just, I just don't know that the, the dialogue presented by, by the young daughter really, really fit. Uh, speaking of fitting, um, I don't know that some of the side stories, including Rachel's sister, Zelda, that kind of felt forced. A lot of that information, a lot of that side information felt kind of forced in there. There's so many different layers and aspects to the original story. Um, that I felt like, including in the 1989 film version, that there was a lot of information just kind of being thrown in at inopportune times just to uh, have that information in there. Um, I don't know what role that that, uh, that, that side story played necessarily in the, in the film overall, other than explaining why Rachel was so hesitant to talk about death with her kids. And just kind of the overall shock of seeing Zelda in that state, uh, just kind of that visual horror of what Rachel must have experienced as a kid. Uh, but overall, as, as it fit into the story, I felt like it was very forced, the, the communication between her and her husband there as they're kind of sitting on the edge of the bed talking about things, it felt like she just kind of started spilling that out. Uh, and it just it just didn't really fit very well. And, and the whole Victor Pascal thing felt like so much more of an afterthought in this film, even more so than it did in the 1989 version. Uh, whereas I know he's not necessarily a central character in the book, but uh, I feel like that there's, that there's more to that side story than they, than they really put in. Um, the other thing that I was kind of disappointed in was the ending of this film, uh, of, the, of the revamped film. Compared to the original, which stayed more true to the book, um, I, I, I felt like, without giving too much away uh, for those who haven't seen the movie, because I, I, I definitely think you should see the movie. Um, I think it was worth watching, but overall, uh, just as far as, you know, kind of picking it apart goes, the ending didn't really communicate, whereas the, the novel and the 1989 version kind of get this point across that grief is such a powerful thing that that in the midst of lewis learning this lesson he's in the middle of learning this lesson about grief and how you can't always you you can't just bring people back you know you have to um instead of figuring out how to process this loss and he's he's literally pulling his 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 children from the ground and, and uh bringing them back to life with this indian burial ground he is still just not learning this lesson, that this grief has overshadowed his logic, his reason. And it just kind of goes to show the the power that grief has over us in our lives. And I feel like this new film, just for the sake of being so much darker and so much much more pessimistic, that it kind of threw that by the wayside, it kind of threw that theme uh, by the wayside, which I was a little disappointed in. Uh, Overall, uh, like I said, uh, it's, it's not my, my favorite thing, uh, it's by far not my favorite thing that, uh, that the directors have done. Um, I feel like that there are ways that the story could have been improved upon, uh, and, and this revamp just leaves a little more to be desired, I feel like. Um, great acting in some spots, uh, creepy atmosphere overall. Um, and it, it was an enjoyable movie. It was an entertaining movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely do that. Um, but just overall, uh, I, I was I was kind of let down by it. If I'm being honest, uh, I you know, 2.5 three stars out of five. It was it was very kind of average, middle of the road for me. Was it better than the 1989 version? Uh, hell yes, it was. Uh, it was. Um, I don't know that it was leaps and bounds better but uh, as far as just quality goes, it was better. Um, the acting was better. Uh, it was a little better put together, but I, I don't know that it uh, necessarily improved enough to where the revamp was necessary even. Um, but those are just my opinions. Uh, I would love to hear your guys' opinions on this. Uh, hit me up on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can hit me up on uh, email at hffpodcast666 at gmail.com. Let me know your guys' thoughts, uh, comments, questions, concerns. Uh, hit up that comment section and let me know what you guys think. Uh, that's that's kind of the whole point of this, this dialogue, this back and forth. Um, I want to engage with you guys. I want to hear your opinions, your thoughts on these movies. So until next time, um, next week I will be talking about the new Jordan Peele film, Us talking about themes of that movie uh kind of breaking that movie down and talking about what i think could be the beginning of a jordan peele cinematic universe uh i've discussed that with a couple people and they think i'm crazy maybe you guys don't maybe you guys see what i see but uh next week we'll be talking about that movie until then uh be good to each other thanks guys they're coming to get you coming for you.